Try to drown the sorrow And I tumble to the ground well, I don't want to hurt you Never meant to do you wrong I'm stuck inside this hell I've made And I've got to keep moving on
jitters out.
looks like an angel? The dollop. Uh, the dollop. Dollop. Yeah, like. Daisy. Can we cover that? <laughs> Good. We listen to a lot of like haunted, haunted podcasts. I know it'll freak the fuck. Freak yeah, why do that? It's called Spooked. So I really like Andy Frasco's podcast. I do. Exactly just about life. So I do. Yeah, we're like... driving a car you know, on trips. Smartless is good. Yeah. What is it? Smartless. Listen to other daily sometimes. Okay. All right, so we are River City Sounds, episode 59. I'm mm-hmm. Cole, once again. We have with us... Sidechick! Yeah. All right, and we'll be around clockwise and ask you guys what your names are and what you do in the band. Uh, I'm Travis, a.k.a. Metro, guitar, backing vocals. I'm Mike, play saxophone and keys. Uh, I'm Clint Meadows, I play bass and fire dancing. I'm Thomas, play drums. I'm Garrett. I play trumpet and vocals. I'm Alex. I do lead vocals and rhythm guitar. All right. Appreciate you guys introducing yourselves. So first off, how long has this band been around? Maybe not this incarnation, but as the band named it Side Chick. Yeah. This thing got started, what, about eight years ago? Yeah, for sure. So Thomas and I... um, met each other actually through our wives our wives are friends and he moved here from georgia and um i heard he played drums and we started talking and i've been playing guitar for a long time and uh was kind of looking for an outfit or really just something to do uh to sort of get some of these songs that i'd written out and we started playing together uh just the two of us it was uh we tried to do like a black keys type thing for mm-hmm. a little while and then um, I, the next one to come into the fold was Clint. And I met Clint uh, in a mutual school that we went to. And um, being that we were both from Georgia and uh, both had uh, spent time in Athens, um, Georgia, and former bands, um, we immediately clicked. And it was just a, he was just a natural addition, you know? And it mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, we were trying to make this something that wasn't complicated. And, you know, having two people in the band is like the least way to have, you know, the least co- or the easiest way to the least complicated band. But then right? you have six members now. Yeah, no, now we have six members, right? But and and so that kind of underscores the, the fact that each person just naturally fell into the fold little bit by little bit. So it started off then as a trio, and then we had a handful of different guitar players we were playing with, and um, Travis and I played in uh, a couple in another band and Garrett as well and then um, they came into the fold and then um, yeah Mike played with me we had a band in school we would play little gigs and um, asked Mike to come hang out and Mike was playing sax uh, was classically trained which is awesome take someone that's classically trained and get them in rock and roll it's an awesome thing to do and now he's playing keyboard as well and piano so we've got him doing 17 different things at once <laughs> We keep trying to make a simple thing more complicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's the goal, man. Yeah. But it just, you know, it naturally fit. Like, each person that came into it not only made the music better, but they were wonderful people, and it was, it, it just made it easy. Uh, so I was going to say, what was the origin for the band name? Is there anything specific there? Yeah. Why do you guys decide to call yourself Side Chick? I mean, it really well, started yeah. with sort of an inside joke for all of us. All of us work for a living, and... The band thing was sort of a, 
really nothing more than a hobby. You just get together in someone's basement and play. And, um, you know, aside from working, most of us have, you know, some of us, most of us are married. Some of us have kids. And, um, yeah, it was sort of like an inside joke. Like this is sort of yeah. our side hobby mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then, job. and then it sort of got bigger and bigger. We started playing and uh, we kind of. Yeah, I mean, at the beginning, you know, we did, we made this as a project to allow people that had other things that prevented them for one reason or another from fully 100% immersing themselves 100% only into music Mm -hmm. alone, um, whether it be family, other uh, interests, things of that nature. And so it, but every one of these people are amazingly creative and very talented at their instruments and have played for a very long time. So we created this as an outlet for all of us to come together. But the other thing that we did from the get-go is treat it like a, 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 a business that we cared for and structured it correctly from the very get-go. Not that we ever had any anticipation that this would go anywhere, but mm-hmm. just as a, an outlet for you know, all of our, our growth and everything else, you know. So, and it just is built on itself. So. so, this might be a more individual question, but do you guys have a specific influence for this project specifically? One thing I heard, and I thought you were about to cover, was Credence Clearwater uh, was one thing I heard. Is that correct, or is there another band maybe you think you... I think we all bring in different elements of music, mm-hmm. you know. I think some of us have, like, southern rock, some of us have a little more jam, mm-hmm. some of us maybe electronic. There's that kind of all blends of sounds, and I think that's what makes it fun is because Alex will bring in something that he has his own taste with, and then Travis will be in something in, and then so will Garrett. Everyone has little elements that we put together, and one of the songs we played today, Style and Grace, was one that we all kind of came together on and put different parts together, and that's one that I'm always really proud of because it has all of us contributing elements. Um, but on the same token, one of one of them will put a song together, another will kind of all add into that thing. So it's nice to have different different styles and genres coming together mm-hmm. yeah, um, I to think, make these songs. I think the influence of it all has evolved. I mean, just as different members come in, like Clint mentioned, you know, with different perspective, um, the sound that we have from when Thomas and I started playing in the back room at his house eight years ago has changed drastically. Um, but it's a lot of blues influence, a lot of funk influence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been, I'll listen to Credence every once in a while, I guess. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love some CCR bass lines. That's what's up. Um, I think we yeah, like- it's, it's kind of, it's evolved and it's, um, that's sort of what has been fun about this is it's, it's really been a mixing pot mm-hmm. of everybody's sort of collective experience. And I think, you know, we definitely have some jam elements, but I thought that we want to get pigeonholed like many bands into the, the jam band name. Cause that's a quick um, avenue to get pushed down that I think that nobody wants to get labeled as. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, we like to improvise. And I think there's songs that we definitely expand on and want to have that openness, but yeah. also there's songs that we want to keep structured and try to keep under five minutes. Yeah, for sure. So. Do you need something? No, it's just the neighbor. Oh, okay. I just... Make sure. We're recording a podcast. I, know. <laughs> I don't know what a podcast is. Cast is. <laughs> it's a radio you, sh- you can listen to anytime. It's recording. You can be our you're the famous neighbor. How do I, how do I, how do I get it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not on the flip phone. Could, could be. 
<laughs> Could be. It might be. I just don't know how to use it. <laughs> so you guys have been around for about eight years now. Let's talk releases. What do you guys have out so far? Yeah, so um, we have just through our – so let me back this up. All, all of us have a deep passion for live music, and through going to a lot of shows, we developed a relationship with one of the best – at least that I know of, and I think a lot of the people in the city would agree upon, sound engineers and uh, Zach Fichter, mm. uh, and um, who is somewhere in the world on tour right now, probably. Well, if he's listening to this, but hi, Zach. working with Papadocio. But, but we, what we decided to do again because this is a, a project that you know we initially started off as not necessarily being something that. You know, we were trying to rush. We waited for Zach's schedule. COVID happened. Mm -hmm. So uh, we took a silver lining in the fact that his um, tour schedule just disappeared. Um, And, uh, you know, a lot of us were at home or working from home. So we decided to go into the Ward Studios in downtown uh, Broad Street and a wonderful studio. Shout out to Rusty. Rusty. Yeah, Um, Rusty. And we uh, recorded uh, a six-song EP, which you can listen to on Spotify, really any streaming platform that you get music on. Uh, And I am a vinyl, uh, just... Junkie. Junkie, (laughs) And so one of the things, I wanted to make sure that we had this music... um, Put on vinyl, and there's a wonderful company of people have never heard of this uh, called Curates, and it's just basically fan sourced, crowdsourced vinyl mm. production. Um, you know, uh, not to get on the vinyl thing, but if people are interested in, there's a lot of these shops that have shut down, and the vinyl production so backlogged, and it can be quite expensive for an indie band to produce a thousand records and then have that stock that they then towed around to sell. So yeah. Curates. Uh, and you can get a, it's spelled Q-R-A-T-E-S.com. Thank I'm not you. getting paid for this, but it's just a wonderful no company. Um, <laughs> and they allow the artist to set up the the package. Um, and it's sim- as simple as uploading your music and your artwork and setting a price point and then allowing your fans to pledge money. Mm-hmm. And if it hits... It just takes a hundred records, and this is what we did. I think we ended up selling a hundred and twenty, but it got our our first record put on to onto vinyl, which I think all of us cherish, you know. Yeah, and, sure. Um, it was a really fun project. Had that uh, music mastered um, by the one and only Adrian Olson in town over at Montrose Studios, um, so we were lucky to get to work with him as well. Um, and right now, but that was our main uh, release. We've been working more currently on developing the live act and the live show. Mm-hmm. Um, we are probably planning on going back in this fall if we can coordinate everybody's schedules uh, to do some more recordings. We have a good bit of new material mm-hmm. written, um, but it was a, a wonderful opportunity that gave us, and again, we've done all of this by ourselves. It's a learning opportunity. We like to read. We like to study. We like to make our own mistakes in an arena that is not necessarily our primary source of income. So, it's, again, it's given us this outlet to learn the digital distribution out, you know, methods and how to work through DistroKid and how to get your stuff 
out there, you know, and it's it's just it's been a great learning lesson, you know. So two of the songs we played today, Weekend Warpath, um, Pogoy Blues, the second track, those are probably songs we'll we'll look to get on this next recording. Mm-hmm. Um, both, you know, one's one's a little more uh, rawish, kind of almost Neil Youngish, I guess, mm-hmm. and the other one's got just a good just a good blues number. So um, those two kind of showcase some of the stuff we've been working on. Shakedown too. That's one of the newer ones. Shakedown, that on the first also, record, yeah. yeah, which is a song Travis wrote yeah. about. I think you can tell about your time in New Orleans. Um, yeah, man, there's a, <laughs> there's a, a story there. Uh, <laughs> it's it's longer than what this podcast is capable of. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say uh, it was a good time in New Orleans, and um, we wrote a song about it. So uh, yeah, and that song has elements of. You know, even almost some disco to it at parts. It's probably it's the dark. It's, it's song all over the place, which is cool for me to play bass to. Because one minute we're doing disco, the next minute we're doing like boss gag style <laughs> lowdown. So it's it's fun to kind of change it all. Up. It's just sure the only song that you know I being a I played drums my whole life and I get very. Um, bored easily and four on the floor beats <laughs> to the drummers out there it's just i can't deal with it for mm. for too long it's the only song that we that we have a constant coordinate bass drum beat going through you know and it does create that dancey element and it gets people going in the shows and we like it for that reason and it's got a great lyric structure and some great jams in it um but we'll leave it open-ended know. too kind of let it go where it wants yeah that, yeah in that sense which is fun for sure, and and from the original creation on that, we didn't really have the uh, the full horn section kind of going on that, so it was just like you know another guitar solo. And I I hate to write songs that just have like another guitar solo because that's so expected. So um, it's really nice when you can have a song that has something to bring something new to people. So you guys did a really great job of actually answering a lot of the questions I didn't even have to ask. Uh, good job there, guys. One thing I did want to ask you in this section, though, is do you guys have any other shared interests other than music? Yeah. Live music, for sure. Besides, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Besides, besides live music, uh, definitely good brews. <laughs> we all like our, our good brews for the most part. You can tell uh, by the fridge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Three of us are dentists. Oh shit! No, really. Yeah. yeah, and so we talk about teeth a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the other guys have mandated no teeth talking. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, actually, at one point it was just me and three dentists. <laughs> I had a decree that if anybody else joined the band, they could not be a dentist because we'd be practicing and I'd have nobody to talk to in between songs. I'd be talking about bicuspids and whatnot. <laughs> Three out of four dentists. <laughs> yeah. I am the fourth dentist. <laughs> so that's a decent segue into some of the next section. Uh, do you guys have a favorite bar or brewery or restaurant in the Richmond area? Yeah, that's a loaded question. Huh? Yeah, is this like, oh, are I, you talking I, about uh, <laughs> the band playing there or are you talking about Eating us going? there. Oh, okay. okay. Eating there, man. It's um, hard not to love Edo Squid if you like Italian. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Edo's the jam. Not Mama Zeus's close. I, I got to give a shout out to Triple Crossing. I mean, they yeah. probably kept yeah, me alive like for. I had my rehearsal dinner at Triple Crossing. Yeah. We love Falcon so. Smashes. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I got to give fans. a shout out to the Mexico and Forest Hill, man, because that's my, <laughs> my go to jam for like two or three nights a week when I'm too lazy to cook some stuff at home. So, yeah. Gotta have your favorite Mexican spot. Yeah, exactly, man. That's it. That's true. And, uh, you know, going back to the previous question, like, do we have some 
things outside. Like I think a lot of us are, uh, you know, very outdoors influenced people. Um, yeah. Be it that it's rock climbing, mountain biking, hiking, trail running, whatever the case may be. There, um, I think all of us have a very uh, tight connection to the outdoors. Uh, Mother Nature there in that scene. You know, Richmond is a small city, and like especially in the music scene in Richmond, it's even smaller. And you know, the people that do a lot of the booking are also friends of ours. And one of the things that we're we try to be conscious of is not flooding the market. I mean, it's yeah. there are, you know, yes, there are a handful of new places to play, but it's still at the end of the day, it's like one city, and like we. We are aware that our fan base isn't going to come out Friday and Saturday night, two weekends in a row, typically. So at, right now, because of the fact that, you know, a couple of us have really young children, we have some other focuses that we're doing, we're just not at a point where we're doing, you know, lots of touring, maybe in our future down the road, but... Right now, we, we like to play in this city, mm. you know, and we like entertaining the people that live here and really interacting with this local music scene as much as possible but at the same time not trying to you know wear your welcome out so to talk about not uh oversaturating the market with your own stuff that kind of comes into play in two separate ways i want to mention real quick um we had Doug Nunnally come on. He does the Auricular, if you guys are familiar with that. Okay. And he the uh, Newland Music Award Prize, and that was one ha- uh, hard thing he said is because uh, some of the individuals of Butcher Brown didn't get in just because of there was so much stuff in the market. It was hard to choose from which one was the best, so they just didn't make the list entirely. Sure. And, uh, you know, they lost out on some money if they would have won. And the other thing, um, I do remember a band back in Virginia Beach, Chesapeake. I don't remember their name. It's probably good I don't because I don't want to just call them out. But they were great, great following, and they oversaturated the market to a, uh, to a place. I remember coming back down in Chesapeake, and like they're still active, but no one came to their shows anymore. Yeah. It's just because you had just oversaturated it so much. It's just, uh, I guess... That's yeah. what makes me nervous Turn when these, like, people do residencies at venues. Yeah. It's like, oh, first Fridays every month. Maybe it's every Friday of the month. And you know, I saw it in college happening and seeing it here. Mm-hmm. It's like, that, you just wear it down. I mean, it just, people just... You lose interest of your friends and fans, and yeah, I think for us, we're always trying to throw in new covers, do something different cover to make that fun, something interesting. Yeah, and so it's like when content. you come out to see one of our shows, it's going to be a worthwhile experience. You know, we're not mm-hmm. trying to have a watered down. Not that we that we would play a bad show on a Tuesday night for say, but we would rather just not play. Yeah. Right and save it up for you know that one saturday when everybody can come out and we can make it an actual event you know because Mm -hmm. again we're just running a slow train on this we do this because we love it you know and we love hanging out with each other and it's not meant to be this stressful thing and i don't think anybody enjoys playing to a room of two people you know when you take away the stress then you, I feel like you create better, you play better. Yeah, I mean, not worried about the finances and the money and tour and all those elements that make live music or being in a band so difficult. Oh well, I know I dance the same if it's during a rehearsal or if it's on stage and I'm sweating my butt <laughs> no, off either way. Still grooving. Yeah. I take it he's the young one in the band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's single. He's the only one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. single. You know, no well, kids. The note. last real hero. Yeah. <laughs> we point all the girls his way. 
So yeah, that kind of ties into what uh, I was saying a little bit earlier to you guys about uh, you try to mix things up for your shows and whatnot. That's one thing I try to do what I'm doing is basically just so that you know you can have a different version of the band, a live version versus recorded version. So I kind of always try to hook bands to be like be more like your live self you know what i mean sure. one of our first episode ever episodes a member of the set they gave was exactly the ep they had just released even with the little uh, like yeah. in-betweens and stuff great like i uh, yeah. great glad you guys were able to do that that's sure. really cool but like i want a live band sound you know what i mean yeah, so that was one of the uh inspirations to why we decided to kind of no, I think it's a great format. put restraints on bands in yeah, some ways sure. it's a great format um, people like hearing live bands and there's you can perfect all you want and spend mm-hmm. so much time and energy and effort <laughs> to get something to what you think is perfect but I think that the imperfections in a, within it all make it perfect make it fun make it human so it's cool that you, you have adopted that format mm-hmm. so any mistake we had was on purpose yes. <laughs> <laughs> we did it purposefully yes. it's called jazz there are no mistakes. I mean, I think again because it's so important when we play music. It, you know, I think of it as communication through mm-hmm. uh, this piece of wood or brass that you've got in your hands with people that you love, and you're communicating on levels that you can't necessarily do with words um, in a more efficient way that you can do in any other method of communicating. Uh, in a more colorful spectrum of emotions um, and you know don't get me wrong what we when we went to record our album we did some amazing pre-production with one of again Richmond's local a local Richmond musical genius mm. um, uh Jeremy, Jeremy, thank you, Elephant Jeremy. Ear Studios. Um, oh, with yes. Elephant Ear Studios. Jeremy did something that to our band that you know I don't think any of us like foresaw. We walked in there as boys and came out men in a sense. <laughs> like we would do, do forty-five takes of a song. Yeah. And I did. After a while, I didn't know if Jeremy was like actually actually trying to record us or just like <laughs> trying to you know use his wisdom to shape us and make us a better band and I can tell you we walked out of there like man just so 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 much sharper than we ever would be mm-hmm. you know and it yeah, he was like a producer in a lot of yeah. sense it was us. it was an amazing experience so I bet Jeremy was doing that more traditional style of where you just record the band like you said 45 times and then yeah. you yeah, make yeah. your you know, perfect track to, out of to 45 his point, it's tracks. like that I mean that's a way to make the band sharper mm-hmm. but at the same time it's not why i play music mm-hmm. you know it's like i play music for the former that i was explaining mm-hmm. you know that it's a a more you know wide range of colorful emotions that i can express at a more efficient manner to five people yeah you know now it's one of those things what is it like math and art math and uh music are the only two universal languages that are ex- yeah. ex- yeah, everybody. Yeah. That's, um, that's why I think live music so much better than recording. Because as soon as someone hits record, mm-hmm. there's this mental block. Just like yeah. after the podcast yeah. today, in the back of my mind, I'm playing, but I know it's being recorded. Even if I'm sitting on this couch right here and I'm sending these guys a song that I read, I'll be, my wife's camera does a hundred times. I'll 
play it, play it, play it, and then I hit record, yeah. and I keep doing it over and over again. It never sounded like it did mm-hmm. before yeah. I hit record, because yeah. I'm thinking about it's recording. Live, I'm not thinking about it. In mm-hmm. the live setting, it's like, yeah. I'm playing with these people, it's a live experience, and I'm not thinking about the red button, the orange, the, re- the red button being Yeah, pushed. you get that red light yeah. syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, red light syndrome, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, this one's think- blue. This one is blue <laughs> on the mic, so it's a little... <laughs> It's a little calmer. <laughs> well, you know, and that's one thing. And uh, you know, again, kudos to Jeremy for all of that, uh, all of that knowledge. I think that we came in um, in this uh, setting of a band that we came in and we were ready to rock and roll. But that studio influence is very different yeah. than the live influence in that. And trying to you know be able to like what do you really want to record you want to record an album that sounds like you guys live mm-hmm. or do you want to record something that's a little bit more like polished in that sense mm-hmm. and i think at the end of the day we're a live band mm-hmm. yeah you know, we're yeah, a yeah, band that we want to go and have a good time because we enjoy that that spiritual place that mm-hmm. performing with five other people you love puts you in you know so I mean that's interesting because I usually go for like a different tactic. I mean all my life I've always been really interested in like the recording aspect. I forget who, what musician was also obsessed with recording, like because that's the final product everyone's ever going to hear sure. until you die. You know what I mean? Because that's the one everyone's going to hear. Yeah, you could do the live version. Who was there for it? Besides people who were there for it. Um, I think for us it was it's time and money. Right? Yeah, like no, I mean, exactly. It's the thing about it where it's like, oh yeah, sure you could spend four years making this record but like already trying to get six of us with our schedules together yeah. is like herding cats and it's like <laughs> so it comes down to one of these things where it's like do you want to get some of your music out there and learn those lessons of like how to get through that process you know like what it's like to go into a studio mm-hmm. what it's like to get everything mastered get that product back and figure out how to actually get it out to the world and get it on physical media like mm-hmm. do you want to wait four years to do that you know that's fine if that's what your goal is but like just for us we're trying to learn no i mean i definitely feel like i've come from the opposite spectrum where um like i said i was really obsessed with like the recorded version of sure. it but after my first band went in to do you know a studio recording we we're listening to it we're just like this sounds odd you know what i mean and since then i've been kind of more upset no, that's fine i used to uh, we have a dog here. What's her name? Terrible this is Piper. Terrible for us. <laughs> Sorry, we hit um, the walls all the time. Really. My bad. Sorry, oh, you're fine. No, fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, ever since then, I've kind of been more obsessed with like, let's make the recording and then try to sound like the recording, almost like Brand New does when they were recording sure. their stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I can tell you, I remember ever since that first one, I've, as you might have seen, I will fucking fight the goddamn producer and be like, nope, we're recording it this way. I'm not fucking doing it your way. So I've definitely been a lot <laughs> yeah. more assertive. In, sure doing it that way but uh to each his own in their journey in that way um but do you sure. feel pressure like if you play it live let's say do mm-hmm. you feel that pressure that, to replicate what was on the record i guess to that full degree i don't know that's i guess the reverse of that you know i man, feel like i don't know i feel like the pressure is more on when it comes to recording than to recording, when it comes to yeah. live like you were saying a little bit yeah, earlier sure um yeah so what we like even when we go into the studio it typically is the way that we do things is we'll pull the whole band into mm-hmm. a room. So again, that's another reason why we love the ward. It's a large space. So, um, you know, we can all spread out and, uh, 
and we typically record the rhythm tracks first, but with the full band, right? Yeah. And Clint and I are usually locked in, and they'll take the track for both of us off of one thing. So yeah. it's important for us. And to be honest with you, like I feel looking back so thankful again for the work we spent and the time we spent with Jeremy because Clint and I walked in and for a matter of efficiency just nailed these most of the songs on the first or second take which starts get yeah, our muscle memory yeah, yeah it starts a recording process off on a good and high footnote you mm. know getting the spirits high and then we spent the rest of the time working all the rest of the instrumentation out you yeah. know no i've heard a lot of things about jeremy simmons especially from halfcast who i believe they recorded yep. Uh, their new stuff with him and um, he sounds like he does a very well rounded professional job of it which I was going to say it kind of sounds similar to what you know the typical quote unquote recording project usually is is like sure. bring the whole yeah. band in or like I said bring the lead songwriter guitar player in to do it and then you mm-hmm. just strip everything else and re-record everything to that like quote unquote live <laughs> version yeah. of it plus these guys I'm used to playing to click track mm-hmm. because I marched uh, oh cool Mark, Mike marched, uh, Garrett marched. Oh, wow. The other three big, dudes. Big marchers. I was a drum major guys too. Did it. <laughs> I and, marched my own drum. Right? And it, that in itself creates an interesting, you know, I think I could talk about this for a lot because, you know, we, we would record ourselves, the whole band listening to a click, mm-hmm. and it sounds so just like. I don't know, sterile. Yeah, it's just like no, people aren't communicating. It's like you're more focused on the click mm-hmm. than you are on like playing back and forth with each other. Yeah. And like you can hear that on the recording. But then if we didn't have the click, then it just wasn't even... it. With a live band, you, you still have enough tempo changes subtly that it makes like any sort of overdub mm-hmm. process very difficult. Yeah, um, yeah if not impossible so (laughs) this is how we figured out how to do this was you know having a click in my ear recording the rhythm tracks and then if clint's playing off of me and i'm listening to a click right Mm -hmm. then that's going to be pretty dialed in Mm -hmm. and then the rest of the band can listen to those rhythm tracks that are you know and we found this to be a great way because then you can build in some subtle tempo changes mm-hmm. that give it that live feel. Yeah, you right? literally just stole what I was about to say, honestly, is that some of the, what I've done now is with my soul, more solo stuff is you find that either the drums or the bass track that is just really close to the track, the click track, turn mm-hmm. that fucking click track off and play to yeah. that drum or yeah. that bass yeah. track to get yep. that yep. sort of click yep. track live tempo. feel to it. Yeah, 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 that's a great, that's a great uh, little piece of advice there. Yeah. Um, do you want to ask one question before we get back in uh, to the outro here? Um, not all of you are from Richmond, is that correct? Correct. correct. So, yeah. what was the draw here? Was it necessarily maybe the schools, or was it more of the music scene, or yeah. maybe another? Reason? Yeah, I moved here for dental school. So I did Mike and Thomas. And oh yeah, for VC, uh, yeah, VCU's, yeah, yeah, VCU. Yeah, uh, doc- VCU, and uh, um, landed here. Didn't know any of these people, so yeah. y'all. Thanks to coming here for Richmond and got married and mm-hmm. stayed here. So, no, I always forget the ho- about the fucking VC hospital. Even though I live right next to it, I forget that yeah. it's a major yeah. thing it pulls for the a VC. Lot of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, me and Thomas are from Georgia. We're both from small towns in Georgia. 
Um, Not know each other before he moved up here? No. Isn't that great? He was at Georgia a few years before me, like University of Georgia. um, Okay. We're both diehard dogs and um, coming up here, it's a big city living, you know. And it's, I feel very fortunate because, you know, if you saw Clint, Clint's father and my father next to each other, you could tell that they rocked out to some Allman Brothers shows (laughs) back in the day, you know. And it's like, I just, I feel so lucky to have this, this brother, this rhythm brother, Mm -hmm. you know, that like, he's, he understands the vibe and the music that we're playing together deeper than anybody could be taught and it's because of that you know and it was like an immediate yeah yeah, it was immediate like holy shit like okay so yeah we're uh, about out of time here I just wanted to ask do you guys think there are any Richmond bands you think that should be on the show or would like to shout out we just played with uh, People Mag People Mag. Have yeah, you heard of them? Great. No, they I haven't. That's why I was They have people. a somewhat similar sound to us in a mm-hmm. good way. They're, they have <laughs> horns. They have really good vocals, drums, the whole the whole get up. I yeah, they're uh, uh, um, uh, Justin Shear from yeah. Toxic Moxie. That sounds uh, so I know Toxic Moxie, but I don't know why Justin. Yeah, Justin is uh, one There's of the guitarists. guitarists. Yeah, Brian Reyes on drums. Yeah, Justin Brittany, like that whole band is like a really. Uh, it's a different scene from what you think it might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so uh, real enjoyable. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You must check out People Magazine, and uh, I think their Instagram is uh, PPL Magazine. Uh, maybe at PBL Magazine. I'm terrible with social media. No, that's yeah. good. That's good. That's, thank you for Google at least search. the direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, definitely check those people out because uh, Brittany is a very talented vocalist um, and just owns the stage on everything she takes care of. So, uh, yeah. I've got um, a handful of other ones, so we got to give a shout-out to Ben Butterfield. Absolutely. got to get... Butterworth, yep. sorry. <laughs> buttery. He's buttery. It's butter. Uh, ben Butterworth, um, man, great singer-songwriter uh, here in Richmond. Um, plays with a lot of local, great local guys. Um, Palm Palm. Oh, yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah. Um, just got back from a <laughs> really so big national tour. It but, is. Heard <laughs> breathing so yeah. heavily. Um, sorry to cut you off. Uh, Doe Eyes. Yeah. Um, is phenomenal. Um, Travis has another band called Dirty Metal Lefty. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got Dirty Metal Lefty. You know, if you're into the um, female-fronted Chris Cornell slash <laughs> Allison Chains kind of music, uh, please check out Dirty Metal Lefty. Um, her stuff is everywhere in that yeah, sense. She's got a great stage presence. Um, she's a great vibe yeah. to herself. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, cool it's an awesome vibe, man. Too. Like, I, yeah. I can't... <laughs> You know, I am so Good blessed soul. to be able to play with you guys and her as well in that sense. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, please, you know, if you are listening to this and if you are not following Pete LeBlanc and uh, Barry Pete Productions, I think it's what he goes by, um, please follow that uh, because um, this is a individual who is a local Richmond musician who also loves to like really uh have all of his friends be a piece of that you know yeah, so cumulative thing. yeah well you guys have answered all of my questions awesome. i 
Didn't even ask some about band goals and upcoming shows, and you guys answered those too. Even the who recorded you, who mastered you, the songwriting process. You guys did a great job. I appreciate you guys. We're doing rehearsals. Man, this is uh, <laughs> excellent. Thank you for guests. having us. Yeah, this has been a cool experience. Just you know, we're all about something new. Us. Yeah, and thanks for having me over and dealing with X, Y, and Z and everything else that always happens before these. It always is something with this one. But I appreciate you guys being on. My name is Cole. We are episode fifty-nine. Of River City Sounds yeah, with yeah. Solid Side Chick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks. Thank you. This is awesome. First podcast.
pocket So we've got to make it less Jumped in the van Don't you know the thing is low on gas Well, we're driving on a highway Doing a hundred miles an hour Drive so fast When it's blue lights flashing it
see. 